Yo, what's good, people? It's Jay Cactus, and we're back again with Cactus Convos. We're on episode nine right now, and I've got another real special guest with me. He's an incredible producer, a sit musician. He's been killing it on YouTube, killing it on Twitch, too. He goes by Chris Poncelan. Chris, what's good, my bro? What's up, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I appreciate you coming on. I know you've been crazy busy recently, so I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm honored. Uh, I've just been seeing you kill it everywhere, dude. Like I, I told you through the DMs, but like your branding is like it's it's so on point. I mean, you got the cactus behind you, you got the the, <laughs> you know. the dope hat. Uh, your YouTube channel is killing it. So I respect what you're doing, man. Thank you, man. It's still kind of new to me. I only set up the channel about a year ago. I mean, I've been been involved in music for years. I've been making music for over ten years, but YouTube is just something that's kind of new to me still so i'm still learning along the way but yeah i, I appreciate you saying that because the branding thing is i think to me personal brand is one of the most important things when you're running any kind of business i'm sure you found that along the way as well just developing like y- you know your personal skills your personal brand just you, you as a person are a brand right so yeah i just figured that, that was important. one of the most important things to think about so mm. what let me ask you this what 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 made you since you've been making music for 10 years what uh what made you want to start a YouTube channel? Obviously, there's a bunch of opportunities on YouTube and stuff like that. But like, was there something that was there a person that inspired you to start, or was it a business decision? A mix of both, to be honest. Um, like, I started making music maybe when I was around 14. I always just had a love and passion for hip hop. Like, I, I just listened to it nonstop. I had friends that were producers. I started off as a rapper, like way back in the day. And it was just something that I loved to do. It was yeah. never something that I thought I could do as a career. And I think that's down to, yeah. you know, when you're in school, you have parents and teachers telling you that it's not like a real thing and you need to go to university, you need to get a job. So that's kind of how I based my life. I was like just listening to other people. And I didn't, even though I loved hip hop and loved music, I didn't really see it as a career because maybe I didn't believe in myself or I was just told that you can't make a career out of it. Um, so I followed the normal path, got a job, you know, the standard nine to five office life. Um, that was after university as well. And then maybe after like five years of working there, I was just like, yeah, you know how it is, man. Why not? I'm just going to a job every day that I don't like. I've got no passion for it. All I'm thinking about all day is music. It's all that I really wanted to do. Um, and it was just watching other channels. Like I'd, I'd watch you, for example. I'd watch someone like Chucky Beats. I'd watch all of these different YouTube channels. And I think, you know what? Like These guys are actually making a living off what they love doing. And that's my dream. And I don't know why it took me so long to figure it out. But I was just like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get to like 50 and look back on my life and regret not at least trying. And at the point when I left my job, I had like a bit of money saved up because I was looking to buy a house. And then I thought, you know, if I buy a house, I'm just going to be still in this job, except I'm just going to be in a house that I own. So let me use this money. Just <laughs> yeah. take, take, a, take a big risk. I just quit my job. I didn't really have like a proper game plan. I was like, fuck this. I'm just quitting. I'm going all in. And I just use the money to invest yeah. in a bit of equipment, just focus on everything. And I didn't really know where it was going to take me. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going for it. And then fast forward like a year and a bit, I'm here. <laughs> so it's been kind were of you wild. Making, were you making any... Were you making any money from music before you quit your job? No. 
<laughs> no, no, never. No, no, no. I told Got everyone you. that I had a plan. I was like, everyone was like, what's your plan? I was like, oh, don't worry about it. But I didn't really have a plan. I knew that I was going to do YouTube. <laughs> to be honest, at the time, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try everything, try all social media platforms. I was listening to like a lot of Gary Vee and watching a lot of producer grind podcasts. So I was kind of doing my research and I had like background sales experience and marketing experience. So I kind of knew in some ways where it was going to take me. But I just thought at the start, I'm just going to try everything and just try all social medias, post on YouTube, post on Instagram, post on TikTok. And then when one of them started working, I'd like double down on that. So I was doing like tight beats, doing yeah. like Instagram posts, you know, like playing along to the keyboard when the beats playing, like the usual stuff that you see on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, YouTube like tutorials. That was the one that I saw growing pretty quick. So I was like, right, let me double down on this, invest more in this, like make the tutorials better. So yeah, that was it really. Just trying a bunch of different things until one thing stuck. So it's it's been a been That's a crazy dope, year. I fuck with that. Mm. I've, the, the, so many different opportunities uh, with all the platforms that you listed, especially TikTok right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, YouTube tutorial. I mean, t- making tutorials for producers on YouTube still like it's 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 been a thing for a while. But I feel like there's so much opportunity because there's new producers every day, and right. um, you know there's some producers that haven't found that producer on YouTube that they really connect with or or that they yeah. really understand. So. You know, there's probably subscribers on your channel that only watch your content because they only like the way you explain things is only understood because of the way you explain them, you know, and right. they might you, you yeah. might be the only producer that they look up to. So there's so much opportunity. Yeah. Well, how about yourself? Because um, I, I had a look through YouTube and I was kind of surprised because I look back and I, I saw the first video was from about five <laughs> or six years ago. I was having fun watching them old videos, but you yeah. started off as just like pure vlogging, didn't you? It wasn't really like music based at that point. Yeah. What was the the kind it wasn't of idea music for you? Was it just something all. that you were interested in, or how did it all start? Yeah, man. I just I just wanted to I wanted to document my life because like I just I love home videos. Like I love the videos that my parents would take when I was young, and I love watching them. So I right. wanted to make my own. I wanted to document what I was doing throughout the day. Um, I was making music at the time, but I never thought to like show the camera what kind of music i was making or what the process was or anything like that um so i showed every other aspect of my life like going to the gym going to school uh you know hanging out with family shit like that and then like one one day i was like let me just let me just let me just film myself like making a beat or something Mm. um and it didn't like it didn't take off right away i think it, it, it it took a it took a few videos for you know the production stuff to take off uh, but once I started doing more and more music stuff, I, I started doing less vlogs because like the music stuff was doing well. Right. So then, you know, fast forward like three or four years later, like here I am still making like, you know, content <laughs> for YouTube for producers. Yeah. So when you started back then, like how long have you actually been making music? Because you said it was around six, seven years ago when you started that YouTube channel, but you were making music before that anyway. Yeah, so I started making music in like 2011. I started also as a rapper. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I feel like most producers start start off as rappers. Yeah, yeah. So, and I needed I needed to I needed beats for, you know, for for my song. So, I couldn't really afford beats at the time, so I just, you know, decided to make my own and yeah. that's how I started making beats. That's crazy. It's such a so- typical story, bro. I feel like every, <laughs> I feel like every producer says that. <laughs> that's how it is, though. We've got a lot in common, most producers, don't we? So a lot of the like the starting stories are the same. But were you playing any instruments yeah. at the time? 
Uh, so I played violin for a few years. I was in I was in orchestra. Um, you know, I nice. slow I went I started as first chair and I slowly like crept back <laughs> into the I ended up like being last chair my yeah. last year of, of middle school because uh, I just I didn't have really an interest for it anymore. Um, and then I took piano lessons for a couple years or maybe a, a, not even a couple years, like just a couple months. Yeah. Um, but everything else is like I've learned guitar through the Internet. I've learned how to play piano through the Internet. Um you know, I'm about to pick up the bass in a little bit to start learning bass. Um, so everything has been done through by learning from the internet. That's crazy. Because when I watch your videos or when I watch you on Twitch, it just looks like you're classically trained. Like you, you can just play. <laughs> oh, you know man, what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, obviously, I was only tapped in for a little bit, but it just yeah. looked like you were, you were just sick on keys. And I thought that you would have just played from from being a kid and you know it's always just kind of followed you up but i guess if you were playing violin it helps in some sense doesn't it obviously not the same but just playing any instrument yeah, probably helps you sure. learn anything else yeah it helps your ear and just helps you understand music in general like music theory and just music in general it gives you it gives you a better sense of uh you know chord changes and uh how to how to play in time and and all of that so it definitely yeah, helps of course definitely so just going on to YouTube, you were starting off with the vlogs and then when did you see some traction with the, the like the music production t- tutorials? Was it maybe like a few years ago? Like how long were you doing vlogs for before you you know, you started noticing a lot of well, basically the views picking up? So I started making vlogs in two thousand I think it was like two thousand fourteen, right? So then yeah. I didn't start making YouTube like production focus videos until 2017 and it wasn't until like maybe the end of 2017 where i started to see like growth i never really had that overnight growth like how some how some producers have seen uh it's always been like a steady grind like i'll get a thousand like my average will be a thousand views and then my next average will be two thousand views and then three thousand and then four thousand um it's always been a slow growth which you know at the beginning i was kind of I wouldn't say I was upset, but I would just be like, how come I'm not growing the way these other producers are growing? But now I kind of see it as like it's it's helped me grow into like just a a smarter content creator and and just an overall better musician and producer because like nothing came overnight and I would just always have to grind to get to where I am. So I can never, you know, nobody could ever say like, oh, man, he grew like out of nowhere like no man like look at my look at my track record like my shit i've been putting out videos for a long time where i would get barely any views or and my subscribers haven't gone up crazy like that ever so i'm very happy with the growth that i've that i've achieved because it's like it's just been slow and steady (laughs) of course it it seems weird because a lot of people like you said they'll have that one video that just spikes and they get like it goes kind of viral and then on the back of that to get a whole bunch of subscribers but I I can't remember whose podcast it was I was listening to you talk about it and you were kind of saying you're glad in a way because you know if you had that one video that got a million views or somewhere along them lines then you'd be expecting that for every video and if the other ones didn't perform as well then you'd be like shit like what am I doing wrong now and you'll obsess over that one video that does so well yeah exactly I I I Complete. I mean, I don't know if I said that. It sounds like something I would say for sure. <laughs> it was but, something along them lines. Yeah, like if you, yeah, if you, yeah, if you get, if you get, you know, if you, if you're, if you grow, like if you get ten thousand subscribers tonight, 
the next night you'll be like, oh shit, how come I'm not, where are the 10,000 subscribers? Like I should be getting 10,000 every night or I should be getting a million every, every video. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. I think if you're slow and steady, you, you also build a stronger community as you grow. If you, if you grow slow, because like those people will stick around and, uh, and, and it seems, it seems like people like to stick around the smaller communities rather yeah. than like it seems like the the small tight knit communities stick together but like the 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 channels that take off overnight it's like just a lot of random people and not really like close knit people so right yeah that yeah. makes sense and i suppose when you've got a smaller community it's easier for you to engage with them and respond to everyone's comments and you know respond to their dms on instagram like you can't just build up that community rather than if you have a, a huge channel and it's like hundreds of thousands of just random people. There's no way that you could just speak to them or even know who the regulars are because there's so many different people all the time. Yeah, it just gets too overwhelming. I always made it a point to reply to every single YouTube comment I would get and every single DM I would get because like there was a point where nobody wanted to comment on my shit you know nobody yeah. there was a point where nobody wanted to dm me and 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 chat so i i i try not to take advantage or i try not to uh take it for granted because you know the, all of this shit could go away tomorrow and i'll be you know i'll be upset that i didn't take advantage of it when i could have so of course yeah. yeah and those people remember that as well because like like you said if if you've got all these comments and you're not responding to anyone not showing anyone some love you're not replying to any messages. Like at some point, these people are going to be like, "Fuck this guy!" I show him too much love, and I don't get anything back. So I'm just going to bounce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just move on to the next. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly, bro. I, I. But replying to every single comment, though, that that must take quite a lot of time. But it's it's probably worth it. Do you know, on average, like how long you spend just replying to comments and DMs? Because I know it can get crazy. It gets pretty crazy sometimes. I always like to schedule time out of my day to respond to DMs and, and comments. Uh, I just make it like a cool little, uh, a fun little thing for me. Like I, I, I throw on some lo-fi music, uh, put it on yeah. in the background and, uh, you know, drink my coffee and, and just re respond to comments. The downside, however, to responding to every <laughs> comment and, and looking at everything that you get is that you can get your ego stroked in one comment and then the next comment yeah. you get your, you know, you get completely <laughs> obliterated. So it, there's a, there's ups and downs, but obviously the, there's more support than, than negative out there. So, um, I'll take the, yeah, I'll take the good that. with the bad. It's just, it's just, it, it is what it is. Just one of those things that's expected. Like there's always going to be that one guy in the comments and it's usually someone that's, yeah. I've just, it's one of the things that I've never understood. Like, I've always been the guy to like show people love. I've never been that guy that's just hating for no reason. Yeah. But to like go out of your way to go on the internet and just comment some weird shit about someone, it's just so weird. It just makes me think that this person must be so like unhappy to spread that negativity on someone else's page just to yeah. try and drag them down to their level. It's it's fucking weird, really. I feel bad, bro, because like I've never I've in my entire life, bro, I've never been the guy to like go to a YouTube video not like what the person is saying yeah. and go to the comments and just like hate on them and i've never I, it's just it's so hard for me to understand that but i guess you know you have to be super unhappy to to be that type of person if i don't like something bro i will just i'm i just exit out <laughs> just move you know on. it's just that simple yeah. i wouldn't even click <laughs> yeah, the dislike button so, even clicking the dislike button is just a weird way of just expressing that bad energy 
Yeah, it's it's weird, bro. But you know, they're in a bad place, and you know, we can only hope for the be- hope the best for those people. And it's usually it's always more often than not, it's always people that don't have anything on their YouTube channel. You know, like yeah. it's just a, yeah, yeah. a random picture, or it's just their letter, the letter of their first name, and then there's no content, nothing. It's so they're just like a you know anonymous. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't want to be known. They don't want to show the face. It's always some <laughs> yeah. random anime picture, and they do it to get a response. <laughs> Like yeah, maybe they're they're sure. lonely or something. You, I'm sure want, you get uh, do, do, some response. Do you get any like uh, like hateful hateful comments on on your stuff? Luckily, not many. Like when I go through, it's usually like ninety nine percent good, and then like the, just the one percent. There might be like one comment that just says something that's not even constructive. It's just like this is shit, or yeah, just some <laughs> yeah. kind of personal attack. So I don't I don't. <laughs> I don't think about it like in any type of way. If sometimes I'll just reply and like just show love, just even be kind back to them because I've had that before when someone's like DM me and said something and I've just been like, kill them with kindness in a way and then it kind of turns them around and they might be like, you know what? Yeah, I was just having a a bad day. My bad. (laughs) It's weird how you can flip them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, yeah, like what you said, it's they're just looking for a response, really. And sometimes like I've gotten I've gotten negative comments and I respond and they're like, oh, I was just saying that because I wanted you to respond. <laughs> but it's like, why would you, I'm going to respond regardless. So like, why would you put that onto the world? I don't know, man. Yeah. It's something that I'll never understand. Nah, nah it's, it's a strange one. Definitely. I think there's a little lag between the like me speaking and, and you picking it a, up. But a, a little bit. Catch it. You want to uh, should we should we keep going? We can keep going as long as you can hear me okay, yeah. You know what's fair? It's, I want to go on a tangent a little bit. I yeah. love when shit like this happens on podcasts because it just it makes it seem so real to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like these the, the people that are doing the podcast are just regular humans like just trying to figure it out. And like I just love when shit like that happens. I know so. what you're saying. Yeah, well, this is something <laughs> that I've been trying to figure out because I was trying it on Zoom for a while. Um, yeah. And Zoom, like the quality is just terrible on Zoom. Like the, I always had issues with it. So I was looking for a, like a different service. And then this Riverside came up. This is what I'm using now. And it's pretty good because it will record. It will record locally. So it will use your internet to kind of upload as it's recording. And it will use my internet to upload my camera as it's recording. So then at the end, nice. you've just got this file that's already set. And it records in HD as well. Yeah. So it might have been blurry earlier, but like, it's fine now. Um, is this a free service? No, it's not too expensive though. I think it's like forty dollars a month. So if you if you do podcasts like regularly, then it's definitely worth it compared to using something like Zoom. But yeah, it's not it's not free. There's not many free ones out there that actually yeah. recording. I don't think there's any. I couldn't find any that record in HD. Yeah. So I mean, I know of one that does audio. It'll it'll record both uh, participants' audio, but right. it won't do video like this. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. I mean, if you can get the video too, do you do you upload a video uh, version of this? I do, yeah. So I've I've got a separate YouTube channel for it. Which let me ask you this because I know you've done a few podcasts in the past. I didn't know whether I should really create a separate channel for podcasts. I ended up doing it because I thought it's people are coming to. I thought people are coming to the tutorial channel because they want to see some tutorials. And then if I upload like an hour long podcast, they might not watch it. And then I thought if people aren't watching that, it might affects like the next video that i upload because the watch time will be down i don't really know exactly how the youtube algorithm works but do you think that was the right thing to do to create a separate channel because now it's like starting from scratch again i think so i think 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's uh, I think that's a good I think it's a good move because, you know, in the future, you know, these uh, you call them cactus conversations, right? Yeah, yeah. Cactus like combos. they. It might be it might turn into something it might take on a life of its own, you know, yeah. so and it, it might be separate from your YouTube channel and your main YouTube channel might turn into something that you can't you won't even expect. So I think it's good to have both uh, because then people are getting what they expect. I also yeah. think I've also uh, thought of this theory um, that like if you're training, like if you if you just upload everything to your main channel and maybe all of the content isn't like all the content you post isn't exactly what the subscriber came for. You're kind of training them to not click on your videos. So when you upload something that is in sort of like their interest realm, they won't click it because they're just designed to not click on your videos anymore. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it's something that I always think about. No, I think that definitely makes sense. I think with anything on YouTube, I think just making the subscriber's experience just easy and as enjoyable as possible is just key, isn't it? So if you're uploading random stuff all the time, then people, yeah, like you said, they'll get used to not clicking on it. They won't know like when to expect the good thing. Whereas if you're just focusing on, on one particular thing, you know that these people are coming to your channel for that one thing and you just stick to that one thing, then they know what to expect every time and they're likely to click on every video rather than it being random shit all the time. And they might have to click on like the fifth one before it's actually something that they enjoy watching. So I, th I think that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with David Dobrik, but li literally when he was uploading, everything he would upload is something I would click on because I, I kind of already knew what to expect. Like, I'm already a fan of all the videos that he put out. So any video that I would see from him, I know it's a guaranteed banger. So, Yeah, definitely. Is that who you got some inspiration from then? Oh, 100%. Uh, I think with his... Um, just the way everything is so quick and it's just straight to the point and nothing like like he doesn't really uh, linger on a moment too long. Um, I think I, I learned a lot from that. So, yeah, I actually follow, copied that like because uh, every video, every video of his is four minutes and 20 seconds. And I did that for mine. I made every video six minutes and 50 seconds uh, just because like I thought it was a cool branding thing. Yeah. Um, so that's where I got I got that's where I got that from. That's interesting. Um, but I, I I stopped that since. But yeah, I think he's like, you know, some somebody to look up to because I think the algorithm, I know everybody wants to talk about YouTube <laughs> algorithm and everybody wants to talk about yeah. that they know exactly what the YouTube algorithm is fucking doing. <laughs> I just think it's watch time. You know, I think it's clicking and watch time. I think it's as simple as that. I think if YouTube sees that people are watching a majority of the video, they're going to push it out to everybody else. I don't think it gets any deeper than that. You know, I don't think like, like there's like all these crazy theories of what people think what people think the algorithm is, but I just think it's watch time, man. I think if people watch your videos, they're going to push it to other people. Yeah, yeah. facts. No, I agree. Because if you think about it from YouTube's end, it's like they want people on their platform so that people can watch ads, so that people can, so that then they can sell more ads. So if people are on exactly. your channel, watching your video for the longest duration possible, then it's basically just telling the algorithm that this person just enjoyed this video. And I think, yeah, you're right. I think it's just as simple as that. Everyone's always trying to hack the algorithm and YouTube never release <laughs> yeah. all the data. So it just it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. happen because, yeah, man. yeah, I mean, you can fuck around with like SEO tools, which I used to do in the start, but I've found that the more I focus on a video, the, the more like I stress about SEO and doing all these keywords, 
like it just doesn't work like that i find that the videos that i haven't really thought about as much i've just kind of put it out there and it's been a title that hasn't really been anything to do with seo they've kind of performed better than the ones that are focused on more yeah it's just because like it's probably a super entertaining video that people watch the all, all the way through like i keep man i don't know how many times i've talked about this damn video of yours but <laughs> the <laughs> the video that you made for cable guys um oh, yeah. i was only I, I only watched it because it was on their website and i was doing research for my video that i was making for cable guys yeah but dude i watched the entire thing like four or five times because like it's just it's just it's super entertaining it's straight to the point it's like a 15 minute video i think or yeah something super long um but it's just like there's no, you're not really like bsing on it and it's just straight to the point you, you show everything that you're talking about and um it's just a good video so i think if people just put out co quality content which quality is super subjective like quality in in my eyes and in your eyes is two completely different things um, but I think if you just make content that people enjoy and will watch thoroughly, YouTube will uh, reward you for that. All right, so I appreciate the comments on the video, man. So is that the first yeah. time you heard about my channel, just going through the Cable yeah. Guys site? Yep, first time I ever seen. And I was so surprised that like you had only 22,000 subscribers. Well, at the time, you only had 22. Um, Thank and you, I was man. like, this is like a quality, like this dude has everything, like the, everything was on point with the video. Um, so, that, and I man. was just so surprised that I'd, I've ne I'd never heard of you before. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it hasn't been that long since I've, I've had a channel. So I'm still kind of learning along the way, still, you know, learning all the tricks, just trying to put out as much content as possible. And yeah, yeah I mean, if you go back to like my old videos, I kind of look like maybe a little bit more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the, the quality isn't that good. I, didn't, I had a camera, right. but I didn't really know how to use it. I just put it on auto and hope for the best. But once you start learning how to use things properly like even the lighting and the settings on the camera like you can improve shit so much yeah 100 percent. so do, you had no background in like video editing or video producing before this youtube channel right i knew how to do videos because back when i was rapping i would um i'd edit my own videos i'd get someone to record me but again we just kind of have the camera on like autofocus we didn't really know what we were doing with the camera but then i knew how to use adobe premiere so i had yeah. like some editing experience but I hadn't done it for a long time. So when I jumped to tutorials, I had to like, you know, watch the video editing tutorials again. But you kind of pick things up again, don't you, if you haven't done it for a while and then you just watch a video on it. Yeah. Have you thought about um, going back to being a rapper and kind of just taking on that lane? I think about it sometimes. But yeah. I think I feel more creative producing these days. I think when I was young and rapping, I had a lot more to talk about. I had all these experiences like... Just doing fun life shit when you're a kid. But <laughs> yeah. when I started working in the office, I was like, I'm just in the office now. I've got nothing to talk about. And I just kind of lost yeah. the creativity. But I found it easier to produce. But I think now that I'm back doing music and this is what I'm doing like for a living, I think, uh, yeah, I think maybe at some point I'm going to blow the dust off the mic and start recording again. But we'll see. <laughs> Man, I don't think that would be a bad idea, bro. I mean, you built this platform for yourself and like, I would, I'm pretty sure your audience would love to hear some bars from, 
from you over yeah. over your own production. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I've got I've got a separate channel where I upload like tight beats, and when you go like yeah. right back on that channel, there's some early videos. I've deleted most of them, but there's a couple like <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple still on there. And sometimes yeah. subscribers will like message me and they're like, "Yo, I didn't know you rapped. I've just seen this video from <laughs> yeah. from seven years ago." So yeah. some of them actually do find it, which is kind of cool. Cause it's on a completely separate channel, but yeah, maybe man, I've got the audience there now, so it might be interesting to see what they think. I would love to see that, bro. I think I think it would be incredible. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> so, how about you? Are you still recording? Um, so I I went into this phase of my career where I wanted to like make full songs and like become an artist myself. Yeah. Where I was like playing around with autotune, heavily inspired by Travis Scott and and Kid Cudi and, and right. Kanye's 808s and Heartbreaks. Um, so I tried that and I made an album and I and I was planning to do a single every single week for the entire 2020 yeah um but you know my plans got shitted on as did everybody else's <laughs> um so and then now i've kind of just fallen back into like how i was before where i'm trying to um make a lot of beat tapes and and just get my streaming numbers up uh right. through just instrumentals themselves um it's just i find myself like doing just doing different things at different times in my life like last year this this time last year i was like doing something completely different and this, this year i'm doing something completely i'm i'm just always trying different things to see what i to see what i enjoy so um but it's always been based around music so yeah. i think you know and th this year for sure i want to i want to hit that 100,000 on 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 uh on Bro, YouTube you're real close what you want now about 98 super close yeah about 98 um and i just i just want to hit it because i want the plaque i've always yeah, wanted that fucking plaque of course so have you saved uh, the space for your room Where yeah are you gonna it's, put in, it? it's it's bro it's right <laughs> i got it i'm looking at it right now it's i'm just waiting for the plaque and then after a hundred thousand i won't be thinking about it until i get a million because then you get another plaque yeah so i just really want the plaque i don't really care about the number like i just want the plaque yeah of course it's just that i don't know what it is it's just like a it's an achievement, isn't it? It's one of them things yeah. everyone wants when they start a YouTube channel. It's like, it's like, right, I'm set, you know, I've got the plaque, I'm official, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it probably doesn't make any difference to how many people are watching your videos or anything, it's just a, a good personal achievement. Yeah, it's just nice to see, you know, all your hard work in one plaque. Um, and it's just, you know, something that you can uh, look back on and be like, because like you can you can have a hundred thousand subscribers but like seeing it on a computer screen is completely different than seeing it up on a wall yeah you know yeah 100%. so yeah i i want that plaque so hopefully this year we can get the plaque that'd be that'd be cool definitely so well you're gonna be there real soon i don't know how long it's gonna take for me maybe a few more years we'll <laughs> see bro you know what's crazy you know do you know uh ed talenti yeah producer ed talenti yeah, yeah so he Bro, he was, uh, I think he started his YouTube channel two years ago, maybe, uh, you know, and like to see him grow it into like what into, into the producer and the content creator that he is now. It's, it's amazing, man, because like, he's at like, I think 70 something thousand subscribers, Jeez. uh, his, his average for, for views is up there in the 10 thousands for sure. And he's just killing it, man. So I think it's it could it could very well happen for you as well. And same for Simon Servita. I remember before I remember oh, him man, commenting on my it. videos before, but before he had a YouTube channel. Really? Like he was commenting, yeah, before he even like was putting out content like that. And now look at him. He's got like <laughs> forty eight hundred thousand subscribers and like doing crazy shit. 
So it can happen for anyone, man. Of course, man. Yeah, it's insane how fast those two have grown in particular, especially like Simon Savita. I think he was just recording yeah. everything on on a phone at the time. We didn't even have a yeah, proper just camera. just on his phone. So it just kind of, it goes to show, doesn't it? Like everyone, because that was the same. Everyone's always worried about starting because they don't have the right equipment. Like they're just thinking of excuses. Yep. And then he just goes and shits in on all of that and just proves that you can do <laughs> it all with a fucking phone. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You don't need yeah. much, man. I get DMs all the time of like, what what kind of what kind of camera should I use? Like, what kind of equipment should I buy? Yeah. Like, none of that matters. Like, it's just about how you use it and not what you're using. Even like Nick Mira, it's such a remember cliche. when he was doing videos, he just had that like blue yeah. screen. It was just a little square yep. in the corner. Like, there was no like big yep. production quality. It was just entertaining because no, his beats all. were crazy. I, 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 for, for some reason, I remember an era where Nick, nobody even knew what Nick Mira looked like. Like he yeah. was on the internet money channel and not even posting his face. I think it was just showing the screen. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I if I'm, right. uh, if I'm imagining that correctly. Yeah. But like he didn't even show his face for like the first few years that we knew him on YouTube. So it doesn't matter. To man. Show. Of course. Yeah. Are it there any matter. other things that you're aiming towards? Like obviously that plaque's coming soon. Did you have dreams of getting like plaques with working with artists um do you have a beat stars channel as well because do you upload not anymore well i i i did have an airbit channel or airbit store Uh, i was selling beats for a little bit like when i first started making youtube content that's uh that was my main my my main hustle i was trying to sell beats on airbit um i don't know if this is a beat stars (laughs) this is a beat stars exclusive (laughs) but like (laughs) i was selling uh beats on airbit and um that was my main hustle and then i i I switch i stopped selling beats because i realized that like 98 percent of my audience was were producers yeah like none of them were artists trying to buy buy beats so i was like why am i even well what is the point of doing all this work if my audience isn't like the audience that I'm even selling to. Right. So that's when I switched to like making samples and making kits for producers. And that's when I really saw some incredible growth money wise because I started catering to my audience. Yeah. So that's why I stopped selling beats. Um, I would, but I, 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 I respect that hustle so much because like it's tough, man, especially with how many producers are selling beats on beat stars and Airbit. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a hustle, man. Yeah. Yeah. It is a hustle. Like you said, there's there's so many different people with tight beat channels, but nowhere near as much tutorial channels. So that's why I've probably seen, because yeah. I do both at the moment. I, I have a tight beat channel, like I'm, I sell beats online and I do the other side catering towards producers. But it's like 90% of my business is the catering towards producer side. And then the other 10% probably comes from selling beats. And it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just, I've been thinking like, all of my content or the majority of my content is aimed towards producers that most of my audience is producers so i've been thinking about that a lot as well but i always wanted to be able to sell beats online i always wanted to like work with artists have artists on my beat so yeah, yeah i'm kind of stuck with that one um i think i'm just are gonna... you uh do you have plans do you have plans of uh of working with like w- with with other artists in the future or I mean, I guess it's a pl- it's it's part of the plan now. But like, do you ever see yourself just focusing on that over YouTube? Hmm. I don't know about just that over YouTube. I d- I think I'd always stick with YouTube regardless. Um, but I do like having artists on my beats. I do like to hear that finished product, and it is something that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Like I've got a few placements dropping this year. 
I'm working with this this one girl who's oh. just been signed to Sony over here. So there's big things coming for her. And we've got a, a, like a good few tracks coming out. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just juggle both at the moment because I, I don't just want to drop one. I don't want to drop the selling beat side and working with artists and then just go all out with this. So I'm just trying to juggle both at the moment because even like the beat selling side is growing at the moment. So I, it would be foolish to just drop that right now. But then again, sometimes it can yeah. be good to just invest like all of your time into one thing. I don't know. There's, there's perks and downfalls to both because if you invest all your time into like one particular yeah. thing, if that starts dipping, then you've got nothing to fall back on. Whereas if you're doing both, like if drum kit sales were slow one week, then at least you've got the beat sales to kind of balance it out. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, no, I agree, man. It's uh, yeah. But I think what what the most important thing is that you just don't stop. Yeah. Like. Obviously, taking breaks is important. I'm not saying like you need to be grinding 24 seven, seven days a week. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like just keeping the momentum going and like and and, and slow taking it one day at a time and making sure you just put in some sort of work. Uh, I think that's just the most important thing because like I've seen uh, people just overthink it sometimes. Yeah, and definitely. they're like, let me just take a break from all of it to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, like I want to take a a, a, a three month break not post anything and just like figure it out and then they'll come back and end up doing the same thing because like they just realized like oh what i was doing was working already yeah, it's just yeah. i just had to keep doing it <laughs> so, it's just a patience thing isn't you it just gotta keep yeah it's just a patience thing man it's it's so important bro especially for producers because like nothing is overnight with us man like nah. you of course you can have a song blow up overnight but it, everything takes time dude all good things take time always that's that goes with anything man yeah, definitely. I think for, for me, I think having this like this website where I can sell drum kits and everything that it just allows me to kind of be in control of my business. But then the side where I'm working with artists and putting music out, that's like it's a lot more in, enjoyable. I'd rather like see a, a finished song rather than a finished drum kit, if that makes sense. It's more exciting to see a finished song and a music video rather than to yeah. bring a drum kit out. Even though I still like doing it, I still like getting into sound design and everything, but. Yeah, there's just something about having an artist on on your song because a beat's just like so, unless you're doing like an instrumental no, tape. It. A lot uh, of the time, so when you were working with that, oh no, oh, I think there's Did a lag freeze? again. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? There we go. I can hear you. Oh, I remember. I do. I did have a question for you. So, did you work with that the uh, the artist that you said you were working with? Um, did you work with her in person or was it just strictly online? Yeah, this has been online. I know we're, like lockdowns just made it so hard to link up with people. Like I don't know what the rules yeah. are like over there, but they're real strict here right now. And a lot of the artists that I'm working with are based in London, so traveling to London or like from London because I'm based in Manchester, which is further up north in England. So it's just been real tricky to connect with anyone. But I guess that's the blessing of Instagram. You can do most of the speaking through there and WhatsApp. So yeah, yeah, that one artist in particular. Um, her her manager got in touch with me. He just found my beats through YouTube and then messaged me on Instagram. We got talking. I sent some beats over and they worked on quite a few. He manages a few different artists. So one of them did some like music videos to my beats. Um, they're already out. And then the other one that he's managing has just been signed to Sony, but we haven't released our records yet. Um, so I'm just waiting for them tracks to drop. Hopefully it's going to be sometime over the next few months. So yeah, she's like one of the main ones I've been working with. 
And then I'm in a group called Everyday Empire, which is like a group of producers. And we always collab on different things. Like we send each other loops, like share projects and everything, share ideas. And that's been like a gem for getting placements because there's one guy in there, um, a producer called Westy. Shout out to Westy, man, because he's been hooking me up a lot recently. Like he goes out of his way to try and get us placements. So we'll all cook up, use each other's loops, and then he'll send them out to the artists that he knows. So I've managed yeah. to like sell like quite a few beats recently to like big artists just using that little network of people where we can collab. So it's not just me getting placements. It's like this whole group of producers is getting placements. And I feel like yeah. that's that's key. Like collabing with other people is just so key because you never know who that person is going to send that track to. You never know who they're going to speak to. So instead of you just trying to speak to everyone, collab with someone else, they speak to everyone as well. And you're just doubling your chances 100%. of landing placements. Yeah, man, I I I couldn't agree more. I do. I as soon as you were saying, I was getting goosebumps because like <laughs> I just agree so much because like and first of all, I fuck with producers heavy who just put other people on because they yeah. understand that there's enough for everybody to eat. Right. There isn't. I don't. I, I I don't agree with that mentality that like it's just you and like if you don't if 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 you can't if you. Like there's not like them thinking that there's not enough for everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. there's so much opportunity out here for for all producers that just helping each other get on is like that is that's just the way, man. That's just I, I I don't know how else to say it, man. That's just the only not the only way, but it's like other producers putting each other on. It just makes me so happy because like there's enough for everybody to eat. Yeah, and it's like well, why not? why not help i feel yeah. like in the producer community there's there's a lot of positivity but then there's a lot of negativity like yeah people judging everyone like no i let's talk about this so even just little things like using loops from a pack or just i don't know like producers always want to get another producer like oh you use the loop from the cymatics pack or you did this yeah. or you didn't even do this you know what i mean there's always something that they're nitpicking when it's like nobody gives a fuck like the, the people yeah. that are listening to this music do not care how it was made what loops were used what samples were used it's always producers that just want to pick out other people yeah. don't get our it. own people yeah it doesn't yeah like dude we, <laughs> it makes no <laughs> sense bro like and and the fact that hip-hop was was born from sampling other yeah. other songs it's like that's the origin of hip-hop yeah that's how we started putting loops on top of each other and to see it now where producers are shaming other people for uh doing that it's it's unfortunate and it's like it's just that weirdo weirdo shit man i don't i, yeah. don't, I won't get it okay. it's like if it's if it sounds good then it sounds good there should be no other there should be nothing else to be said about that because like if you're in the club or wherever you are or you're in the car and you hear a song and it sounds good, you're not nobody like the regular person is not thinking like, holy shit, this is from arcade. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this anymore. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't know it's... what it is. I don't know like why there is this negativity. It's like I think people are so focused on other people. Like, yeah, it's like they hate to see other people winning. It's like a jealousy thing, maybe. I don't really understand yeah. it, but maybe if people just spent less time worrying about everyone else and just focusing on their own craft, like however they want to do it, then you'd probably get somewhere a lot quicker. I feel like you're just slowing yourself down if you're just worried about what everyone else is doing. Yeah, 100%. I do agree that there's a majority of the, the producer community is positive, yeah. but you'll always find pockets of, of people that are just negative for no reason. Like I found myself in a in a Twitter hole the other day of like 
producers hating on each other. And I always find myself in these weird Twitter holes. And and then right. it makes me question, like, why I even go on Twitter in the first place. Like, before yeah. I even open the app, I'm like, I know I shouldn't <laughs> be on here because it's like there's always negative shit that I find. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just found, like, this weird pocket of, like, producers hating on each other of, like, and it's, uh, there's no point. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It All that energy they spend just, like, going yeah. off at other people. If you would have just taken that five minutes and laid some drums down on a beat then <laughs> maybe you'd be <laughs> yeah, one step closer real. to your goals <laughs> do you ever feel like when you're creating do you feel like if if you only use like five or six instruments do you ever feel like it's it's not good enough do you feel like you need to add more to the beat because it just if like it can't be that minimal yeah yeah definitely i think i do tend to overproduce quite a bit especially yeah. in drill because a lot of the beats that i make I drill beats and in drill beats there's kind of a lot going on there's like fast tie hats there's all these different effects and transitions and stuff so it can get kind of busy but yeah I'm like that like sometimes if I, if I think a beat's kind of finished and I look at it and it's just got like five different things I'm like nah there's there's no way it can be finished I need to add something yeah. on there maybe just throw some arcade vocals on or just anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something yeah but if you I've kind of learned this so if, if you work backwards and you start with an acapella like, yeah. for example, that artist I was talking about, the one that I've been working with, that's how I worked with her. So her manager would send me an acapella and I'd work around that and maybe a reference beat or something. And then when I found when I worked like that, my beats would be so much more simple because you can already hear the finished product. So I'm not just adding to it and adding to it for the sake of it. I've already got that vocal there, which most of the time is the final thing that you need. So when you're thinking about adding yeah. that extra layer of whatever it is, what, what it really needs is vocals. Yeah, hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. And and I'm glad that more producers are doing that now, uh, because you see on Twitch like everybody's using acapellas and like throwing yeah. acapellas on on to beats because it just makes it sound finished. Yeah, definitely. It, it, and and you can literally just have drums and bass with vocals on it and it'll sound finished. Yeah. So, a lot yeah. of the times when you listen to music that is maybe charting right now. Like if you go on Spotify and look at the top playlists and you actually listen to the beats when it's a finished song. You'll find that a lot of them are actually quite simple. The ones that get placed yeah. are the ones that are quite simple. I feel like people, producers, we just like to impress other producers. Yeah, that's like it's, I, uh... I think that's real common. <laughs> we do all this yeah. extra shit to impress other producers. Hundred percent, bro. Mm. I, I uh, that's how I am on Twitch. Like I, most of the people that watch me on Twitch are producers. Yeah. So I feel like a majority of the time I'm just making music that they'll enjoy. Yeah. But like you know it's uh, i just I, it, well actually you know what it's it's crazy because like the the kind of music i make is a lot a majority of the people that listen to it are producers so right. it's kind of because i make that lo-fi you know chill kind of stuff that you play in the background yeah um and a lot of people that listen to that are producers so it's just a weird balance of fine like making something that's good enough that's just good enough without adding the like a million other things on top of it so it's hard to find that balance but i do th I, th I do think adding an acapella always is the number one way to figure out if your b is finished or not yeah so yeah it's a good way to test it i suppose yeah. for us for people that are creating content for producers i, I guess there's no surprise that we're trying to impress producers because we're trying to impress our, <laughs> yeah. our, our right. audience. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes yeah. in tutorials, I might do like a lot of extra shit just because I know someone's going to watch it and be like, oh, that, that's a cool trick that you did or I've learned that trick now. So I guess in some instances, it's probably okay because you do want to teach someone something and impress them in some ways. But yeah, if you're just trying way. to get 
placements and you just want to make those beats that are potentially going to sell, get artists on them, then yeah, like, keep it simple. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I've been curious about other producers in, in different, uh, you know, everybody has a different lockdown situation. But let's say, yeah. like, we didn't have this lockdown. Like, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Like, what what would be different about the way you'd be going about things? Hmm. I'd like to say a lot of things would be different, but I, I don't think they would be. I think <laughs> I, <laughs> because when I made the shift of, like, from leaving my job and going into this full time, I told myself I was like 100% like on this. I was like fully dedicated. I wasn't fucking around. I wasn't going out like crazy nights out anymore. I wasn't doing any of that shit. I was just so focused on this. I just became so obsessed with it. Like I always loved it, but I just became like so obsessed with it. And in any of my spare time, I'd be like listening to podcasts or reading about something or just, you know what I mean? I wasn't really like resting much. So I can't imagine what I'd be doing. Like if lockdown was lifted, I'd still be doing the same shit. I wouldn't be going out on weekends. Maybe the yeah. only other thing that I'd be doing is going out for food. That was like my one favorite thing to do. Just go out for a nice <laughs> yeah. meal. And I'm missing yeah. that. And I know it's like bad because there's a lot of people in, in horrible situations right now. But for us, for content creators, all of our audience are at home watching videos, watching YouTube. Yeah. So it has been beneficial for content creators, which... It's obviously good in some ways, but it's horrible for some people because not everyone has that luxury. You know what I mean? A lot of people are in shit situations right now. But how about yeah. you? As, do you think you'd be doing anything different? Honestly, I don't. I don't think so, man. I think. Um, I think I'd be doing the same thing. Honestly, the the lockdown is what made me find a studio because I was, you know, in my house for yeah. however long the lockdown was, and I was like, I need, I need my own space that I can go to to just create because right. like creating in my house is like i'm just i'm, I'm in the, i'm in here all day so i need yeah. i need to separate work from from home um so i'm you know i'm obviously privileged and uh i'm not in the situation that other people are in and i know people are in way shittier situations mm. so i i recognize that i have privilege but i think the lockdown is what made me get a studio outside of my house because i was like i need i need a space outside of my house because this shit's driving me crazy yeah um but I was more so asking because, like, I was, I would, I wonder if you would be traveling to different places in England right now to like work with other producer or work with other artists uh, if there wasn't a lockdown. Yeah. Now, to be honest, in that sense, I would be traveling, not loads. Yeah. Like, I, I would be doing it now and again because there are producers that I'm working with at the moment, and you know, we spoke about it a lot and been like, yo, if we didn't have lockdown, we could have just got in a session together and cooked something up because there's only so much you can do, like, through the internet. It's yeah. just a different experience when you're sat down with someone and you're sharing ideas rather than sending it on WhatsApp. So yeah, I think yeah. I think there would be times where I'd be traveling and working with people. Definitely. Yeah. Where's your yeah, studio it's, then? It's, Is it quite local? It's it's about uh it's about ten minutes away from my house. So right. pretty close. Um and yeah, I love it, man. I think uh, I think if anybody is thinking about getting a, a, their own space to create, yeah, uh, and they're worried about if it's worth it or not, I think it's a hundred percent worth it because I've heard you a separate. Lot of people say that. Yeah, and 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 not not that you can't build you can't build your own empire, quote unquote, from your bedroom. Because I mean, I did that shit for fucking the, my entire <laughs> career until <Yeah>. now. <laughs> so not that you can't do that, but if you can't afford it and it's something that you've been thinking about, I definitely think that it's it's something that people should invest in because 
you know, having a just having a space that you dress up and you you get ready for and you go to and then like you turn off the lights when you're done and the work is like finished and you leave your work there. It's just something about it that, you know, it just yeah, it helps your I work ethic. I suppose you go with the right mindset, don't you? Because it's easy. Yeah, I, I do struggle with that sometimes because I mean, like when you're just doing everything from inside your house, sometimes it is hard to separate like work from being at home, isn't it? Whereas if you go into a different place, like you're getting yourself in that mindset, you're you're actually putting on your clothes, you're you're stepping out the door. And as soon as you get there, it's like, right, I'm here to work, nothing else. Whereas at home, Mm -hmm. you've got distractions. Like I might go down, make some food or my dog might be barking (laughs) at the door and then I'm playing with my dog for a bit, just some random (laughs) shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely distractions being at home. So did you get that? But I don't want... Yeah, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask if you got the studio space to... Was it just to kind of work by yourself or was it to pull people in and do recorded sessions and work with other producers? Yeah, so at first, uh, at first it was to bring in other artists to the studio uh, because, you know, lock- the, the lockdown wasn't wasn't too crazy. And I was just making sure that everybody was tested before they came through and yeah. and all that shit. Uh, but then slowly I started to realize like that I it just it didn't really spark my interest anymore. Like right. I did it for a couple months. Uh, I wanted to work with artists and then I slowly started to not want to work with artists because I wanted to build my own brand of like instrumentals and yeah. I wanted I wanted to do this whole lo-fi thing and like build my own streaming numbers with my own instrumentals. Yeah. So uh, I don't invite anybody to the studio anymore. One, because like lockdown is kind of getting a little bit, it's kind of getting a little tighter now. Yeah. And two, uh, I just want to focus on my own brand, you know, and not that you can't uh by working with other artists but i kind of i just want to i want to go like the eldre route i don't know if you're right. familiar with eldre yeah, but yeah, he's definitely. just so he's you know he's killing it right now and same with Lusion and all these other producers that are just putting out instrumentals and and doing really well for themselves so yeah um yeah i think uh less less now i, I don't really want to work with artists at the moment um but to go back to my to what i was going to say was i don't want anybody listening to think that you need that a studio is going to fix it's going to make everything better. Like it just getting your own space is not going to, it's not going to guarantee anything. Like if you have a shitty work ethic right now and you like not getting a, getting a studio is not going to help your (laughs) shitty work ethic. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of have to have like, you know, you kind of have to have some shit going for you mentally before you can get a space like this. So yeah, definitely. I just wanted to be clear because I don't want people to going out and spending money and then realizing like, holy shit, why is it not working for me? It's probably because you just have a your work ethic isn't up there yet. So yeah, no, you can kind of treat it as a not a reward, but a thing that you've earned. Where it's like you know you've done all this stuff within your own bedroom, you've grinded for this many years, and it's just like the next step. It's not one of the things where it was like right, I need this to succeed. It was just yeah, the right. next step, kind of naturally, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It goes back to the Simon Servita thing. Like he built yeah. his channel with just an iPhone in his bedroom or in right. his extra bedroom. So. You don't need anything, man. No, that's facts. Going back to, to working with artists real quick, do you ever think it's kind of hard to find someone that's maybe on the same wavelength or someone that has the same work ethic as you? Because I feel like when you're working one-on-one with an artist, I feel like I want someone that is on the same kind of grind. Like I want you to put in the same amount of energy that I'm putting into this. I don't want you to put out a track now and then relax for a couple months and then call me and say, yeah. yo, I want to come record again. Because I, part of me is like, right, I'm, I'm working this hard to kind of build up this like personal brand and build up this platform. 
and then it's easy for people to just kind of dip in and out of it you know what i mean and use you yeah. and leverage you for your platform if that makes sense i know it sounds a bit dicky but no no I, I i get it man mm. do you, do i you think f- yeah i think i 100 percent. i agree with what you're saying i think i think it's hard it, it is tough to find people that uh i don't want to say work as hard as you because that kind yeah. of that sounds a little bit dicky yeah, but yeah. i think uh yeah i think finding people that are on the same wavelength as you is like as far as like work goes like you want to find people that take your take work as seriously as much as you do right you know so uh i think it is tough and i think that's what's tough about working with artists in person because like if you don't know the person beforehand it's tough to like get in the studio with them and like try to create some magic because you guys might not get along you guys might not make the the kind of magic that you thought you would of course, yeah. Um, you need to vibe, don't you? You need to be bouncing off yeah. each other. That's yeah. how the real magic so happens. I think, I think it's important to like have a relationship with the artist before you guys even work because uh, you got to make sure that you guys have chemistry together because if not, then the music isn't going to be there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Let's talk about like social media real quick because I know you're active on quite a lot of things. I'm not really active on Twitter. I know you said that you go on Twitter. I don't know if you post on there that much. But what are you doing right now in terms of like being consistent and, and posting? I know you posted on YouTube a lot. You're active on Twitch. Are you active on anything else? Do you go for TikTok, like Twitter, any other platform? Yeah, so I would say TikTok is probably, uh, next to YouTube, my, my number one priority because really? of the opportunity on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so much opportunity on TikTok. And the discoverability of TikTok, it's like, it's crazy, man. Like, I still think it's underrated because I don't think everybody has really fully understood how much opportunity is on TikTok. Right. Um, And a lot of people like to hate and say like, oh, there's like, there's just kids on there, you know, like, oh, there's just this and that. Yeah. It's not anymore. That's not true at all. It's not anymore, bro. Everybody's like, there's so many people on TikTok and so much opportunity. So... Uh, the way I go about it is Twitch is how I produce content nowadays. Like I'll, yeah. uh, I'll have segments planned out for Twitch because I know that I'm going to cut them up into YouTube videos. Right. But after I cut them up into YouTube videos, there's always like five to ten little pieces that I can take for, for TikTok. And yeah. I'll make those for TikTok. What are the pieces I'll, you take I'll, for TikTok? Just the funny bits and like just the the stuff that I can uh, squeeze into fifteen seconds. Yeah. Um. And then I also you know do the trends on TikTok and I and I kind of put my own spin on them. Sometimes like producer based, like like I'll take a trend and then I'll like flip it into like a way where like producers can relate to it. Right. Um. And Smart. and use and use sounds that are popular and kind of like remix them and 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 make them my own because like you know we make music at the end of the day <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like why not do that. So I'd say TikTok is something that I'm super heavy on, and I think every producer should look into making content for TikTok because it's there's so, like I said, there's so much opportunity out there. Yeah, and you were gonna say something before before I, I jumped in. Um, I, I <laughs> think I was gonna mention. T- I think <laughs> no, it's all good. I think I was gonna mention TikTok and the the yeah, just because like like I said before, there's not there there isn't an app like TikTok right now where where you can just continuously scroll and find new people all the time. Yeah. So your chances of being seen by other people is so high that it'd be insane to not throw your hat in in the ring and, and, and try it. 
Yeah, it seems like the reach on something like Instagram is terrible compared to TikTok, especially. Oh, 100%. Uh, everybody's saying that Instagram is going to be killed off by by TikTok this year. And I, you know, I can kind of see that because the, the discover, like there's no, like, unless you're a really popular creator, there's no way you're going to get discovered from the explore page on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, on Instagram. On Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Instagram there's, there's are no trying way. to take over TikTok, aren't they? It's the same thing they did with Snapchat. So years ago when Snapchat was popping, I think Instagram actually wanted to buy Snapchat out and Snapchat said no. I read this somewhere. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it's like 100% right. But because they said no, what Instagram then did was introduce Instagram stories. And yeah. like when they did that, I feel like Snapchat definitely died out a bit. Like not as many people are using it anymore compared to what they used to. And I feel like they're trying yeah. to do that with TikTok because they've introduced Reels, haven't they? Yeah. On Instagram. So I wonder I wonder how so, that's going to go. I wonder if like Mark Zuckerberg will have his way and it will take over or if TikTok's just going to be <laughs> like, nah, it will, it will kind we'll of We'll see, man. I mean, are you, cause are, are, you, are you on TikTok right now? Are you making content for TikTok? I'm not. I should be. I, I did at first. I didn't really know like what to make. I was just trying like loads of different things. And then like I was saying earlier, because... YouTube was doing good. I thought, let me just go all out on YouTube. But I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm, I shouldn't sleep on it really. I think I should be posting on TikTok. Yeah, man. If you just spend like a couple hours, like, and just like, just call it research and development, like just yeah. sit on your couch or whatever <laughs> and like just go through TikTok yeah. and see what the trends are and see what's funny and see what's not funny and see like the language. Cause it really is a language that you have to learn. Right. Uh, you can't just like, because a lot of people, they think that they could just take like the stuff from their YouTube and just kind of like post it on there and see what yeah, happens. Yeah. But you have to, it has to, you have to like um, contextualize it to the platform. So go through TikTok for like a couple hours and see, see, and see how you can spin it and, and, and make it your own. Yeah. I think you do it, you do it a real smart way though, because you've got Twitch as your main thing. And then from that, you can kind of break it down. I'm guessing that you take content from, your Twitch videos to upload to YouTube and then you take content from that to upload to TikTok. Is that how you do it? You have that one oh, no. main form of... Oh, shit. Have I lost you again? <laughs> Yo. He's still there. Yo. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yo, yo. I'm going to try to switch the Okay, Wi-Fi. there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, so I heard back. what you were saying. You were saying the, the Twitch is like the main source and then I take everything and and, uh, and upload it to YouTube. Yeah. Wait, I think I lost you then. Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, shit. All right, okay. Yeah, I was just saying, I think you do it the smart way because you have Twitch as the main source and then you take that content, upload it to YouTube, take smaller pieces of content and upload it to places like Instagram and TikTok. Is that how you work then? You get that main content yeah. and then take micro content exactly uh and i just the reason i do it on twitch is because i can interact with the community in real time yeah. which allows for more content so like sometimes somebody in the chat will like ask a question and then we'll go on like a 15 minute tangent of just answering that question and like kind of talking about different topics subtopics that come up with it and then that'll be a video in itself and i'll just knock out like a bunch of different videos for youtube at all at once yeah so i think that's a gem just, because a lot of people will I, think it works that, for me right now yeah i was gonna say a lot of people will think that they have to create different pieces of content for everything and that's probably why people don't try everything because they think that they have to sit there and think of tiktok ideas and think of separate instagram ideas and separate youtube 
ideas. But if you just have that main content source and then take bits from that, you save yourself tons of time. Same tons of time. And uh, but the most important thing is to contextualize it to the platform. So yeah, when I take when I download the Twitch video, I don't just upload the Twitch video, the, the Twitch VOD to YouTube and kind of like pray. I s- take segments of it, add add extra video on top of it to give context to what I'm talking about. And right. then I'll like I'll, I'll add different pieces to make sure it's one cohesive YouTube video instead of just like throwing the entire thing on Twitch yeah, and like yeah. just hoping for the best. I yeah. make sure that the the segment is contextualized and and everybody understands what's going on within this video so that it's a it's a it's a really good experience instead of somebody just like, well, this is just taken from Twitch. Like, why would yeah, I yeah. why would I just why would I want to watch this? No, that makes sense. Do you have someone that edits videos for you and puts everything together? Or are you doing that all yourself? Um, so I cut down. So, yes, I, I work with some editors now, which is something that I'm still trying to figure out because, you yeah. know, for my entire YouTube career, I've uh, edited everything myself. Um, but I'll take the, the two hour video from Twitch. I'll get all the segments. I'll get cut. I'll cut it up and trim all the fat, and then I'll send that trimmed down version to the editor so they can punch it up, add some funny edits, some zoom ins, and all that shit. And then they'll send it back. I'll add a few a few more things to it, and then I'll upload it myself. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet it was kind of hard to pass that on to someone, wasn't it? Because I think that's gonna like at one stage that's gonna be what I need to do is pass the video on, but letting go of that thing i bet that's tricky because you're so used to doing it yourself you know how you edit the videos but it's almost like your baby isn't it but then when you pass that on to someone else to you know do their magic it's i bet it's, it, i bet it's kind of hard yeah man it's uh it's it's so it's difficult man because like like you said that these videos are my babies you know yeah and like it's hard to just give give somebody the control so uh but I've I've also had to realize that like if I don't hire these editors, then my YouTube video is gonna it's gonna take a hit because I can't do everything. Right. Um. And you know if I'm trying to take over, trying trying to kill it on YouTube this year, there's like I can't let myself get in the way of of growing. So it's something that I'm struggling with, but I'm trying to get over <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's natural to do it. There's only so many <laughs> hours in the day, only so many things you can do. So how do you usually balance the schedule yeah. then? Do you have a set schedule every day where it's like, right, this, this hour's focused on this, this hour's focused on this, or is it different all the time? Yeah. So I always, I, I plan out my day the night before, um, because my full-time gig isn't even making content and, and making, uh, making music. It's taking care of my grandmother. That's what my oh, full-time really? deal is. Yeah. So I'm a caretaker for my grandmother. Um, and I only have like a couple hours, a couple pockets throughout the day where I have time to work. Um, so I have to make, I have to schedule everything if, cause if not, everything is going to go to shit. Yeah. (laughs) I will just be super (laughs) unorganized the entire day. Yeah. Uh, so my, my number one priority is, is taking care of my grandmother. Um, and then around that is content and, uh, making music. Man, that's amazing. So not many people would even think that, would they? Because like just looking at your yeah. social media, looking at all the content that you post, you think that this guy just never stops working on content. But to say that that's <laughs> the second thing, yeah. the content is is your grandmother. Then yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, big respect for doing that though, man. Yeah, I mean, family comes first, doesn't it? So yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a tough. It's it was tough to balance at first, but I think 
it's just like with anything that you love, man, you'll find time for whatever, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. Like people will find time to, to hang out with their friends, but will say that they don't have time to, to do this and that. Yeah. But I just think it's because they don't, they don't enjoy it as much as they say they, they do, you know, like people will like, if you know, they'll find time to do anything, bro. Like anything other than, other than what they say they're interested in. So that's yeah. why I always preach, like find that thing that you enjoy doing that you can't see yourself like living unless you do that thing and that's when the that's when the magic happens because like you'll find time for it you know yeah 100 100 percent. i think you're definitely right like people always make up excuses about why they haven't done something but it does come down to how bad you want it and how much you enjoy doing that certain thing because everyone can find time to scroll through instagram and watch netflix seasons and everything so there's obviously time in the day to do it but if you really actually love that thing that you were talking about then you'd be doing that instead of watching netflix and scrolling through instagram so definitely so talk to me about um, i think that everybody has that i think i think everybody has that thing yeah my bad i think there's a bit of a lag in the connection again (laughs) it's the yeah it's it's all good (laughs) it's (laughs) throwing us off I don't even remember. I just this is just so this is so hilarious to me that we're trying to like we're trying so hard to like keep it, keep it going. Damn, I was really curious about what you were gonna say. Um, shit. What was I gonna say? I think I was gonna say. I think I was just gonna to ask you to talk a little bit more about about Twitch because it's one thing that I've been thinking about getting into, but I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. And it seems like live streaming is just the way forward these days. Like I can see so many people doing it. I should be on it. I think what was putting me off doing it is because I'm not one of them producers that will sit and make like ten beats in a row, and I'm like real quick at making beats. Sometimes, sometimes it's quick, but sometimes I might spend two hours making one beat. And I was just thinking, I mean, people don't want to sit around for two hours watching that. And with YouTube, you can obviously chop up the content and make that 10 minute video. But with Twitch, everyone's watching it live. So how do you keep it interesting? Like, are you the same? Do you, do you spend a while making one beat? Yeah, it just depends. Um, I think sometimes it'll take the whole Twitch stream, which is two hours to make one beat. Mm. Uh, and other times I can knock out a beat in like 20 minutes. So it really just depends. It's hard. It, I'm still struggling to find that balance of keeping it entertaining, but also uh, like doing what it is that I set out to do, which is make a beat, which is yeah. make a, a complete <laughs> song. Um, so it's it's something that I'm struggling to find balance in. And like recently on, on the last stream, I was I was having a hard time creating because like everybody in the chat was suggesting something. Which isn't something that I really enjoy. Like I just, it's hard for me to create when you have a million people saying like, "Oh, you should add some delay to the hi hats." Oh, yeah. that there's a little bit too much reverb on the guitar. Like maybe you should do this. It's 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 almost impossible to create like that. Yeah, because so, then I imagine I'm still struggling you feel to like find you have balance. To do but that I think then, if you're thinking you? about doing Twitch, exactly, because they're in the chat requesting it, so I have to honor that. Uh, but I think if it's something that you're thinking about, you should definitely do it. I, I don't. I, I think people would wouldn't mind watching you sit down for two hours to to create an entire beat. What kind of things do you do to to keep it interesting? Then is it because I bet people just go for the experience, don't they? And they go there because they're able to like speak to you live. So is that one of the main things that you'll do? You'll just try and engage with people as much as possible, and that's the thing that keeps it interesting. 
Yeah, I just try and engage as much as possible. And also, I found that people are making friends through the chat. So sometimes they'll just be talking amongst themselves while I just I'm in the background, you know. Right. Um. And and a lot of people I, I found also just they they put it on while they're while they're working, like while they're doing something else. So mm. I'm they're not even paying attention to the chat or really what I'm doing. They're kind of just listening to what I'm creating, and not even in, involved in the chat at all. So. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been interesting for sure. Yeah, man, it's definitely something that that I need to get on. Do you think that's the future then? Do you think at some point YouTube's gonna die out a little bit, or do you think YouTube's because it's it's been so solid for so many years, everyone's always just gone to YouTube to watch videos. Do you think it's gonna be like that continuously, or do you think it's gonna die off at some point? I guess it's just impossible to know. But do you think live stream is gonna in some somehow in some ways take over? You know what? I, I always have this this conversation with other people. I don't think YouTube will ever die out. I think YouTube will always remain king over everything else because, like, it's because of like the amount of videos that are on YouTube. Their database of videos is like it's so deep yeah. that nobody could really ever compete with YouTube. Like a Netflix or a, a, a Hulu or a, a Quibi, what that that new company that came out for a little bit. I don't yeah. think anybody can fuck with youtube's like database like they just have so much content that i i just don't see i don't see twitch taking over i i do see twitch stay, sticking around for a while but definitely not taking over yeah yeah that makes sense and obviously not everyone's there at that time to to watch that live stream so with youtube i know you can re-watch twitch but with youtube you can yeah. obviously just go whenever it's convenient for you and, and watch whatever video you like Yeah, it's uh, YouTube will. I I just I don't I don't know, man. Do you do, what what could what could you think of anything that could like really kill YouTube, quote unquote? I can't. I couldn't think of anything because people are always gonna watch videos. Like people are just always gonna watch it. It's fun to watch something live, but yeah. like I was just saying, like you don't always have the time. You're not always available at that specific time to join in on the live stream. So, you know, YouTube's always gonna have them videos there for you to watch in your own time. So I can't imagine anything taking over it. Yeah. It's just uh it's a, it, it's it's yeah, it's crazy how YouTube like it's cra it's crazy to think of life without YouTube, you know? It's uh it's almost impossible. Yeah, 100%. Have you ever had a, a like a, a full-time job before this was music like did music quickly become your like your main source of income or have you had any full-time jobs before yeah so i've worked at a lot of different places like mcdonald's and uh some retail stores and i worked mm -hmm. at i worked uh, as a student worker in, in uh, when i was in university uh and i'm only saying university because i know that's what <laughs> people over there say we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um <laughs> but but yeah we, i've i've had i've had a lot of different jobs and um thankfully I I had to stop working because I had to I had to really take care of start taking care of my grandmother. So it was right. a blessing because she's the reason why I was able to have so much time uh, to spend working on music and other things. So yeah. I never had that like that leap of faith that people will say, you know, like quitting their job to to do music full time. Of course, yeah. 
that's interesting to know. So where, where do you see things going with yourself in a couple of years? I don't know how far you, you plan things out or if you've got certain goals, but let's say maybe in just a couple of years time, have you got any plans for where you want to take everything? Um, yeah, it could go a million different ways. I definitely want to have, I want to be really popular. <laughs> I want to have a lot of <laughs> monthly listeners so I could be completely independent and like have that be uh, a nice chunk of change for uh, as far as income goes. Um, I think I just want to be independent. I don't want to be tied down to anything yeah. um, in the future. Like I want to be able to c create content, but like do it anywhere I want and from wherever I want. So if I want to travel to like the UK and like just fucking get an Airbnb for, for three months and be there, like I want to be yeah. able to do that and still be able to create content and, and make a living that way. So I just want to be fully independent with what I do. That's what I, where I see myself in two years. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm quite similar to you in that sense. I don't like anyone really telling me what to do or be having to rely on anyone else or something. I just like kind of being left <laughs> alone, kind of doing what I like to do. So yeah, th I think that's a, that's the main goal. Do you find it hard <laughs> to think of c new content because you obviously post a lot? But do you do you find it hard to to think of new things because I know you don't t in a way do like tutorials where it's like how to make your kicks hit harder. You kind of just it's like a more of a cook up session, isn't it? And then you break that down. But do you ever run out of ideas and then some days you go in and you're like, shit, I've got no idea what I'm actually going to record today, and you're kind of scratching your head. Yeah, I think I think that's why I'm so grateful for Twitch because I haven't because before I was recording on before I was going live on Twitch, I did have a problem with coming up with video ideas because yeah. I just felt like I've done everything already. Like I feel like there's a tutorial for everything, but be, when I'm on Twitch, let's say we talk about uh, we talk about email etiquette for like ten minutes on Twitch, it's easy for me to create to turn that into a YouTube video. Because it's already made. Yeah. It would be hard for me to sit down and, and make a, an entire video about email email etiquette for producers. Yeah, yeah. But because I already did it on Twitch and I already interacted with a community about it, like it's already finished. So I feel like it's it's just easy for me to make it a YouTube video. So I'm just that's why I'm super grateful for Twitch because I feel like there's unlimited uh, creativity when it comes to that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's much more natural that way rather than just sitting and planning everything out. And then the ideas are there for you. You don't even have to think about it. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good idea. What are the ways to monetize on Twitch? I haven't really looked into that properly yet. Um, so there's a lot. Like you make money from the ads that people watch. You make money from uh, when people subscribe to your Twitch channel, which gives them access to like special things like emotes and uh, they get to watch your videos ad free. Uh, donations people like to donate on there um yeah that's i mean there's that's pretty much it like just donations through subs and uh and through ads so and, yeah. and i found that like people really love like especially when you're a big twitch streamer like your 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 chat your message will get lost in the chat so what people do is they donate to the twitch streamer so that their message will be played on screen and then the twitch streamer will actually see it and they'll read it out loud so if somebody has like a a question that they've been dying to ask this person they could just donate like you know a quick five dollars and the twitch streamer will see it because you know it pops up on their screen right that's cool it's like a cue jump isn't it 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's ex- yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about whilst we're kind of on the topic of of monetizing, um, from like a business perspective, what else do you do in terms of marketing yourself? Do you use email marketing? Have you ever run Facebook ads, YouTube ads, any other form of ads? Like, how how do you run the business essentially? Um, so I was running email marketing for a little bit, but it was hard for me to keep up uh, because I was just focused on a million other things. Mm. So I stopped I stopped focusing on email marketing. Um, I used to run Facebook ads. Uh, I'm not really that knowledgeable in Facebook ads, but, so I stopped doing that. Um, I think everything, the, the a bulk of my marketing, quote unquote, just comes from posting on, on other platforms like TikTok and Instagram and, and YouTube. Uh, I haven't really dove into doing pre-roll ads or or any any sort of marketing like that. Um, but I'd like to I'd like to hire somebody to do it for me because I just don't <laughs> want to sit down and learn all of it. Yeah, I mean Facebook ads. I haven't <laughs> dived into Facebook ads yet, but I think when I eventually do, it'll be me like paying someone to either educate me on it or to just kind of take control of it all because. A lot of people think it's just a case of, right, I'm just going to boost this post and I'll get some sales. Like maybe I've got a drum kit. I'll just run a Facebook ad and it'll get sales. But man, it's Facebook ads is like a whole thing in itself. You could probably do like a full three-year course just on learning everything to do with Facebook ads, like learning the language to use, what type of ads to post, how to, you know, find that like real niche audience. Like there's, there's so much involved with it. It's a crazy world. And I, yeah, I just haven't had the time to kind of sit down and, and just study Facebook ads yet. It's a whole nother world. Yeah, it's it's a completely different world. I, I remember like just trying to boost posts for like twenty bucks and like hoping <laughs> that it would do something for my business, but it would never <laughs> it would never work out the way I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think you're right in what you're saying though, like because social media is just so powerful without even running ads. And if you can just build up a, a personal brand through posting content, a lot of the times that, that can be enough. Maybe at some point you can invest in ads, but if, if you're doing everything like you're doing, like you're active on Twitch, you're breaking that down with micro content to post on Instagram, to post on TikTok, you're building up um, an audience, you're engaging with your audience, speaking to them all, replying to all of the comments, all of the DMs. It's a lot of work, but a lot of the times that, that is enough to run a business as a content creator. It's crazy to say it, but it kind of is. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, uh, because I get questions all the time of like, yo, Chris, how do I, uh, what's the best way to market my newest drum kit? Honestly, the, what has worked for me a hundred percent every single time is putting out something for free, like a free kit and, uh, maybe collecting emails or having people follow you in exchange for a, a download link and then putting out pay your, your, your stuff that you want people to pay for. Uh, just putting out free stuff in general is just always a good idea for newer for newer producers. So it's uh, it's something that's always worked for me. Yeah, hundred percent. It's something that's worked for me as well. I tell people the same all the time. I think you should always lead with value, no matter what it is. And then once you've given enough value, then you can ask for something back. Like I always tell people in email marketing, like the the way that I set it up was I, the first thing that I released was a free loop kit and. I had email marketing set up on the back of it. So whenever someone downloaded a free loop kit, I'd have a string of five emails. So the first email would be something like, you know, thanks for downloading the loops. Like here's the link, blah, blah, blah. Just introducing myself. The second email 
would be something to give more value. It may, might be something like, do you struggle with beat block? Here's a couple of things that I usually do when I get beat block. Um, the third email might be something like, um, what was my third email? Oh yeah, it was something about sound design saying that I've been getting into sound design recently. I've been creating a lot of 808s. Here's some free 808s. So again, you know, just giving them more value, giving them a taste of what I'm creating <laughs> as a sound designer. And then in one of the last emails, so you've given them like three or four emails worth of value. In the last email, you can then try and sell them something. So you're like, oh, did you like the free 808s that I gave you? If you did, then you'll love the full pack. You know what I'm saying? Something along them lines. And that, that's, that's definitely worked for me. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, because like, especially if I don't know who you are, like I just, I, I kind of want to test drive your sounds before I invest my money into, into, into your other stuff. So yeah, man, I just, it's just, the, it's just the best way to go about get, gaining new customers, just the free stuff. It always works. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, yo, bro, I know you have to get off in about 10 or 15 minutes. So I think, I know we've been through quite a lot. We've managed to get through everything. Um, so just before you bounce, is there anything that you wanted to share with the audience? Is there anything that you've got coming out soon? Any new drum kits, any new projects, or if you just want to let people know where they can find you? Um, yeah, man, if you, if you're interested, just type in Chris Puncelon on, on anything and you'll, you'll find me. Uh, I don't really have anything coming out. I think what my, my thing to say to your audience is to support the, support your, the creator that you love as much as you can. So if you're a fan of Jay Cactus, make sure you like his stuff and, and comment on his stuff and comment on the YouTube video and press the like button because that shit really does make a difference for us, you know? Like even if it doesn't even always, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be with money. Showing your support keeps everybody going. So that, that's, that's what I, that's what I want to leave us off on is like, I want to tell your, tell, tell your audience to like support you as much as you can because if they're, if they listen this far, that means they fuck with you. So <laughs> go like, go like the video, go comment, go share it with other people. Cause that's how we grow. hundred percent, man. I appreciate you saying that, but that, that's just straight up facts. It doesn't always have to be with money. Not everyone has money to spend on kits, which is fine. As long as you're watching the content, even just clicking the like button, dropping a comment, showing any form of like free love like that. It definitely helps us out a lot. So I appreciate you saying that yeah. the same way. Anyone that's listening, definitely check out his Twitch channel. I, I tapped in the other day. It's real entertaining to watch. Like I said, I thought you was you you know you were just like a real musician. I thought you were classically trained. Everything there's some skills there. He's dropping gems. He's engaging with everyone. It's definitely real entertaining to watch. So check out the channel. Check out everything else. Show him some love. And bro, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll definitely keep in touch too. Thanks, man. This delay is is this delay is wild, bro. But thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs>